everybody welcome into the irish nfl show it's a sunday thank you for joining us wherever you're watching us on twitter facebook or youtube in partnership with Honda arena or listening to us on our podcast you can search for irish nfl show we're on multiple providers both apple google spotify etc welcome in to everybody but a special welcome in today to mark mark and i know you missed the live show on friday night uh, thanks for joining us mark uh, thanks, Michael. Always, always a pleasure. Unfortunately, Super Bowl week, you know, gets to you in the end when you're a bit older. Honestly, like this is being pre-recorded on a Saturday. I was sitting watching Liverpool get beat there, and honestly, boys, I think I've actually relaxed for the first time ever in like the last week. But uh, I, I, I know what you mean. Before we bring the other guys in, Mark, uh, just your thoughts. Obviously, that show last night on Friday night that went live was about JJ Watts. Yep. Did it shock you? I mean, I know it was quite obvious it was going to happen, but it was quite quick, wasn't it? It was no, it was extremely quick. I mean, they made their mind up quickly. I like to give the Texans a tiny bit of credit here. They could, of course, have maybe got a low draft round pick for JJ Watt. Um, you know, he's not the JJ Watt he used to be, but someone would have taken a flyer on him. Uh, but they decided ostensibly to do the right thing by a franchise icon. So, um, delighted to see that for him. And he obviously doesn't want any more of the palaver going on in Houston. Um, so maybe they did one thing right. Um, by JJ and now Jesus the draft you know the uh, the rush for him and maybe getting the ring begins uh, obviously TJ might have a say in trying and Derek of course in trying to bring him to the Steelers but that's an, yet another storyline with all the quarterback palaver that's another great storyline to watch this offseason well I asked Colin Bryan this last night so I'll quickly ask you this where do you think JJ will end up at this moment in time I haven't got a clue because he has said he wants to get a ring and that's his main focus. So if I'm him, I'm even waiting to see the draft. I'm kind of waiting to see who's the runners and riders and not making any rush decisions. Um, Pittsburgh is appealing for the family connections and they're not a million miles off it. Um, but, you know, if someone like Tampa Bay or Kansas City kind of says, well, come and do rotation role here, of course, they've got to be jumping straight to the top of the queue. So let's see who's interested in him and let's more importantly see who he is interested in. And obviously, Mark, thank you for joining us. Join as well with uh, Brian and Colin. Lads, welcome in. Good afternoon. Good morning. How's it going? Um, it's nice. It was like a, a game of uh, Where's Wally with Mark, and uh, we located him. So happy days. Yeah, I just didn't go to Wally either, Colin. <laughs> I, I just thought Mark decided to avoid that show because he was so upset with watching the celebrations all week. and. A, a little bit more looser Tom Brady than we've seen in the past when he's been celebrating other Super Bowls. And I thought maybe that one had just finally caught up with Mark, the reality of what's happened. I will be honest, Brian, I did share with a couple of Pats fans, obviously I'm friends with, you know, there was a little bit of me that hurt watching him in the sun having a lot more fun, it seemed almost, at uh, that Super Bowl party. Certainly more more um, imbibing had occurred, to say the least. Yeah. Right. We, we touched on that last night. It was very much different type of atmosphere to what we're used to seeing when the Patriots celebrate. A lot more control, shall we say. One thing that we touched on very briefly last night, lads, and I, I guess we didn't really give it enough time before we bring our guest in today. Uh, Trevor Lawrence had his pro day, which was brought forward on Friday. Obviously, Colin, no NFL combine as we know it this year. But having any takeaways from that, he, he did pass the ball, which I find interesting. Um, yeah, well, there was a, a talk beforehand. Uh, the Moving it forward, I suppose, came because of uh, shoulder surgery that he's going to have. But it came at the suggestion of Urban Meyer. And then Urban Meyer was standing in the center circle whilst Trevor Lawrence was throwing the ball around. So 
I think you you can say that it's very unlikely that Jacksonville is trading that number one pick. All signs point to the fact that they're already in contact. They're already looking to um, develop that relationship. Um, the, I think I saw a comment saying it was akin to watching Steph Curry um, shoot hoops. Uh, he threw, I think, the, the ball 52 times. Um, he, I think Powell was the wide receiver. That It was probably more, uh, did more for Powell's draft stock than uh, anyone else's. The the other probably takeaway are, um, oh, it's interesting how the uh, college measurements always seem a little bit inflated uh, when, they, when the combine measurements or the NFL measurements come out. Uh, he's a little bit shorter than we were led to believe. A little bit lighter than uh, we were led to to believe, but he does have um, shovels for hands, which will please um, those who who take notice of hand size uh, in terms of what it means for an NFL franchise QB. But look, Trevor Lawrence is going number one in the draft. Um, that that has been known for a while, and the the pro day did nothing to dissuade that he. He, like it's his it's his competitive spirit i think it that's probably his his biggest um you know trait other than how well he throws the ball i am fascinated to see how he does when he comes into the league he is an absolute born winner and brian obviously a lot of teams where yesterday even though it's common knowledge that you know jacksonville had the number one pick there were still a lot of teams in presence yesterday yeah i believe eight teams in total and some Analysts and journalists last night were looking for an avenue to to say, oh, maybe potentially they aren't going to pick him because all these teams have turned up. But the reality is, like any year when there's a first round pick available for his pro day, other teams turn up because they want to do their own their own kind of interpretation due diligence ahead of the draft, or potentially next year where they could end up playing him. So they're they're all going to do their own scouting for several reasons. But I think the economist touched on it, and the fact that Urban Meyer was even doing interviews with NFL Network. There after where no one else was pretty much sums up what we already know that he's definitely going number one in the draft. Yeah, it'll be interesting. Hopefully, we'll be live in draft night, boys. We'll we'll we'll, we'll check the schedules. I know Mark, we'll, we'll see if you're available. I'm, I'm only joking. I'm going to get you for the next <laughs> seven months. But Mark, um, anything to take away from that pro day? I mean, it's going to be very different this year with no combine. And yeah. honestly, I forgot there was no combine until the day after the show. I was like, oh no. <laughs> What are we going well, to talk about for the next episode? They, they, they've done a great job to get the senior bowl on, which is important for scouts and important for like the comparisons and, and the uh, little bit of uh, business maybe that will go on behind the scenes there. But the fact that Lawrence did a pro day is surprising in itself. I mean, he didn't have to. Um, there's a few comparisons. I think it was the Luck who uh, did a, a pro day when he also had nothing really to gain by it. And, and in fact, equally like Lawrence needed some operation on his non-throwing shoulder. Um, before he started in the uh, in, in the NFL, so he had actually everything to lose. So the fact that he did it kind of shows a bit of strength of character. But maybe, as you say, the Jags were a bit instrumental in saying that we really do want to see you throw a few balls. Um, he did it with a bunch of receivers he doesn't really know um, as well, which again could have gone badly wrong. But he looked the real deal. The most interesting thing for me is um, obviously uh, Tony Khan wasn't there, although Urban Meyer was. And so now he's about to hand over the keys to probably the most important player for the next 15 years for the Jacksonville Jaguars or London Jaguars, as you I know you like calling them, without ever actually having met the man in person or having to shake his hand. That's the weird world we live in in 2020, 2021. Um, 
it's also been a little bit overshadowed, I think, about the um, hoo-ha, shall we say, about one of Urban Meyer's choices uh, of a coach, which has since been rescinded, um, the uh, delicate matter, shall we say, of Chris Doyle. Well, it's not delicate, just Urban Meyer shouldn't have hired him in the bloody first place. And certainly many characters came out and, and players came out, including the Fritz Pollard Alliance, and greatly criticised the hire. So um, good to see, good to see that they, they adjusted. But again, you've got to question the thinking there. Why did they go there in the first place? Time will tell, and we have months to look ahead of this, so it's going to be interesting. But it was great to see everybody and folks on Friday night taking part in a live stream. Really enjoyed it, albeit Mark wasn't there. Last joke in that sense, but great crack on Friday night, and obviously back today, Sunday. We've got a great guest today, a guy obviously very popular in the NFL, UK, Ireland, Europe scene. He's done fantastic, especially in the last season. And Colm, do you want to introduce our guest to the public today? Well, I almost feel like you, I mean, because you announced this live last night uh, that we were having the guest and left myself and Brian in in limbo as we wondered who this was going to be. You tantalized, you you teased. I think, I think, Michael, the big reveal needs to come from you in in this instance. Okay, Grant. I mean, that, that sounds good. No, I mean, we've been talking to him on Twitter. It's all good. Obviously, a guy such in, in such high regard in NFL UK circuit, a guy with an incredible journey both before he got to America and now in the States. The guy plays for the Carolina Panthers. Our big guest today is F.A. Obata. Folks, our special guest on the Irish NFL show on this Sunday is a guy that is very, very familiar to people in the UK, Ireland and Europe. A guy that's really made the journey in the last few years, but an awesome season this season for the Carolina Panthers. We're honoured to have F.A. Obata on the show. F.A., welcome in, man. Thanks for having me. Thanks for having me. F.A., I ask everybody this. It doesn't matter if you're from America, from Australia, whatever. I ask everybody this because it's the Irish NFL show. Have you any Irish connections or, in your case, any <laughs> <to> Ireland? <laughs> <laughs> Unfortunately, no, I don't. I don't have any Irish connections. I'm sorry about that. That's <laughs> obvious. Well, hopefully, well, well I, I have one now. I have one now. Yeah, yeah, you, you, you got, you've got four, uh, four tour guides for when you come over and visit, yeah. and uh, we can, we can show you around uh, the, the little green island. Um, now, I suppose for, for you, you, you went through the international player pathway program. Um, maybe you could talk to us a little bit about that. And I know that Aidan Durde was um, somewhat influential early on. Um, maybe you could talk to us a, a bit about those two things. Um, so the NFL International Program for guys that don't know what it is, is basically an amazing opportunity for athletes to um, have the opportunity to be on a, a NFL team on the practice squad for a whole year, getting coached by you know NFL standard coaches and going against uh, NFL caliber talent. Uh, allows them to grow and that's something that I've benefited from and especially the fact that you can't get released and it's you know you have a short window of time to kind of impress and to show guys that you know what you're capable of and having that having that security really helps and really benefited a lot of people including myself it's currently run by Will William Bryce and I think the next group of guys are in uh, I think they're in IMG right now getting trained up and getting coached and some of the values of the, of the program and you know, hopefully they're, they're, the, they're the next start or the next future of the, uh, of the, of the program that the NFL make an impact. Um, in terms of Aiden Dirty, you know, he, he, you hear my name, you hear his name. He's been very pinnacle in my start and, and believe in me, you know, when NFL was a pipe dream and, and it wasn't even a thing, he was the one that believed in me, took time out of his life and, and invested in me. 
And right now he he's in he's a Dallas Cowboys de- defensive line coach, and I'm honestly I'm very happy for him. I'm very happy for him. He deserves it. He works hard, and he's you know I'm a footballer, so my my story and my my journey is more in the limelight. And for him, he's a coach, but it's amazing to see what he's achieved. FA, just reflecting on the season just gone, you showed your versatility playing in a number of positions across the line. A very good season, five and a half sacks. Just can you talk to us about how you adjusted to that? You know, in terms of double teaming, playing within the interior across. Uh, the <laughs> well, initially I hated the double teams. I don't know. I don't know any D lineman who loves double teams, but. You know, just having an opportunity to kind of play inside, it's, uh, it was a blessing in disguise. It showed the trust that the team had in me for them to put me in, in there and, and know that I would, I'll be impactful. Um, it, incre- it allowed me to learn more and increase my, my like you said, my versatility and my, my impact on the team. And, um, you know, so now I can, you know, I, I do need to work on the run a little bit, but I'm very, I'm, I feel like I'm a factor in the pass game inside and both outside. And um, like I said, it was a blessing in disguise because it, it expanded my knowledge of the game and uh, you know, and it allowed me to contribute more towards the team and helping them win. Um, but yeah, I'm looking forward to it. And, and FA, obviously with the, the Panthers there, you're in a, a role previously uh, uh, hosted by people like Julius Peppers, obviously, uh, a famer, you know, and, and a great pedigree, pedigree there. But I want to talk about last season. You know, you had five and a half sacks and you weren't, Let's be fair, you weren't sacking Nick Foles and Mitch Trubisky. You had Stafford and Ryan and Breeze and Brady, I mean, and Rogers. It was like who's who's list. Um, I'd love to ask you which was more satisfying or most satisfying, but we probably know the answer. But how much did you get into studying those guys and knowing their tendencies? I mean, you know, Brady isn't going to run around like a Mahomes, but Aaron Rodgers is a pretty tough guy to bring down there. Oh, yeah. Um, you know, in terms of who I get to sack, I don't really... Um... You don't really get to choose. You just kind of go out there every every snap and you give your best. And when they come, they come. You know, I was very fortunate to sack some of the, uh, some of the great guys that have achieved a lot in the sport. Um, in terms of <laughs> what my favorite one would be, I, I know a lot of people would say Tom Brady, but uh, I, I I I Drew Brees. I, I enjoyed sacking Drew Brees. You know, he's, he he announced that he was going to retire, and I felt like you know this was one of my last opportunities to get him. Who knows, like Tom Brady's not going to retire for another 10 years, so I'll probably have another shot at him. And then, um, <laughs> but yeah, but I'm, I'm just grateful, you know, it's just, it's just a testament to the hard work it's just a, and um, an opportunity and that was it. Yeah, man, I think Brady could go on for another 150 years at this rate. It's, 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 it's exactly. a bit crazy. Like. <laughs> um, it's the thing is, like, you know, you have had such a, a huge amount of experience in such a short period of time. I'm almost, I'm almost going to go off my question here, but, you know, you're, t- you're talking about that development program now. Obviously, now they have the NFL Academy. Incredible to see the growth of the game in the UK, Ireland, Europe. But, you know, you've worked under two head coaches in Ron Rivera, Matt Rule, who've got two, I guess, very contrasting styles of coaching. Uh, can you give us any insight into their approach to coaching and personal relationships with players? Um, for someone like me, I don't think it would be a fair chance to give uh, judgment on, on Rule's coaching style. I've only been under uh, his coaching for a year under COVID. You know, there was a lot of social distancing. And, you know, so I don't feel like I have a fair uh, read on what, what he has planned or who the type of man that he is. But I was under Coach Rivera for three years. And, you know, I can definitely tell you that he's an amazing coach, an amazing man, you know, uh, very family orientated. He, he focused on developing the players both 
on and off the field and just just being a great example of what it's like to be a man. And, you know, that's testament to, you know, how he, what he done in Washington as well. He was able to get them to playoffs and, um, you know, and also, you know, in these personal battles and just being able to beat cancer. You know, I, he gave me my first start, so I'm always gonna, I'm always gonna feel, you know, some some kinship towards him, and I'm I'm very happy that he's overcome, you know, the trials that he's going through right now, and um, I'm always gonna be indebted to him. So yeah. I feel I remember seeing a video of um, you bringing your teammates to Nando's uh, when when you when the the game in London, and I also I was reading an interview and you talked about how when you travel to away games you like to try something from that city. So if it's Philly, it's cheesesteaks or Chicago favorite. pizza. Um, I suppose any anything any standouts that you've tried so far, or is there something on your on the list that you're you're looking forward to playing in a city so that you can actually get to try a, a local delicacy? Um, <laughs> that, yeah, that's my thing. So you know, you, I get to travel these all these amazing states, and um, I just kind of want to leave with something. So I'm a foodie. I love food. Um, one of my worst experiences was Green Bay. I ordered a pizza from Green Bay. And it came raw. <laughs> they said that I had to make it myself. So that was a bit, that was a cool experience. <laughs> I, did, I didn't eat it. I just left it in the hotel room. I'm sorry for the, to, to the person that had to clean up for that. But I um, hope they took it home and was able to have a nice pizza. Um, for my favorite would probably be uh, Dallas. There's a place called Saltgrass. They have really good steaks. There's this thing called a Range Rattler. It's like a jalapeno with some shrimp and it's buff cheese and it's just delicious. I recommend it to anyone. And then, yeah, and so when I took the guys to Nando's, some of them liked it, some of them didn't. The guys that didn't, obviously, they, they don't, what do they know? They don't know anything, you know, but um, probably. <laughs> but yeah, but it was, it was cool. I, I enjoy food. Um, I've also been to a place called Gus's Fried, Famous Fried Chicken. Uh, they, they have really good fried chicken. I can't remember where it was. I'm probably, probably Detroit. But yeah, this year I didn't really get to see anything. Didn't really get to go anywhere, you know, stayed in the hotel. But I'm looking forward to you know, the world going back to normal and then I can get to explore again. Can't be the chicken on, doesn't it? You can't be the chicken on. <laughs> you can't, you can't. Listen, let's not talk about Nando's. They're not sponsoring it. They're sponsoring it. The game in, in London last year against the Bucks when you were honorary captain for, for the team, um, it seemed like a, an emotional moment for yourself, obviously, with your background. Was there any part of you at that stage where you actually realised that you've you, you know, your ultimate goal was to play in the NFL and you've achieved it, or was it more so just the, the enormity of going back to London and playing a game in the new stage at Tottenham? Um, that's a good question. You know, that, that, that moment, that experience, being able to play in London, you know, this, this foreign sport that is, that is so, it's so foreign for most of us, that, um, you know, that didn't seem like a real thing. To be able to be out in there and be in front of my family will always, will always play with me. Will always be one of the highlights of my career, no matter what I achieve. Even if I go on a team, if I, even if I play for a team that plays in the Super Bowl, that will, for me personally, that would always be amazing. Um, in terms of you know the whole I made it thing, I don't think I've ever had that moment. You know, it's always a process, it's a journey that I'm enjoying right now. Um, but I will say there was a there was there was a realization where I remember oh, I told my wife I watched one of the London games. I think it was like a Miami. London game um, and then I told my wife you know I was just I'm going to play one day in the in, in London I didn't know what I was saying but then after the game when we was in the locker room I it, it came to me and I remembered it and I just started crying 
you know, that I was able to like, you know, when you say something, but then you just forget about it and then it, it happens and you're like, oh, wow, I just, <laughs> you know, manifested it or whatever. It just, it was, it was cool. It was a nice surreal moment. So, yeah. Um, Effie, you're, you're obviously an inspiration in many ways, obviously, all that you've overcome, but especially even being, we've had people from NFL Europe that went to play, obviously, in the NFL, like Kurt Warner was a prime example, but you're really the first person through this international player pathway that got to an active roster and didn't go through the traditional U.S. college system. So you've proved it can be done and you know, long may it continue for many people from the U.K., Ireland, Germany, wherever in Europe going forward. But with what you've seen there and obviously the success of the London Games, which you took part in, could you, you know, it would definitely escalate a bit quicker if, I don't know, we had a franchise over in European ways, maybe at some stage. So can you uh, ever see that <laughs> happening? Could you ever see, you know, we've got the, you don't even worry about London, bring them to Dublin so we can have the Celtic Warriors or something like that. Right. <laughs> Obviously, that that is the dream. That is the dream. Like I would love to, you know, in terms of us trying to create awareness and, and bring the sport over here, and also create more opportunities for guys that that love the sport, that want to further, you know, that want to be a part of it, whether through coaching or players. It would be amazing if we had a London team, or you know, <laughs> we had a team. And trust me, I'll be first in line to play for that team. So. <laughs> but um, you know, the logistics will be crazy. But we have a lot of smart people in the world, so you know, let's make it happen. I'm, I'm thinking, FA, we can get OC out of retirement as well, then, and you and him. Can <laughs> uh, that would be great. Imagine that America's <laughs> game the year after winning the Super Bowl. OC. <laughs> um, yeah, imagine an AFC Championship game at Wembley at, uh, at 3 a.m. It'd be good crack. It'd be good fun. Um, <laughs> no. Effie, my, my question is actually quite similar, but I guess it doesn't focus too much on a franchise in London. But, you know, you must be very proud sitting back to see how this game has evolved in the UK and Ireland over the last five, even five years, never mind 10 years. You know, you've got the NFL channel now in Sky. I mean, for us as fans, we're like, this is mad, this is great. Like, but for you, you know, you're one of the spearheads at the start of this. You're going over playing in the States, and surely 30, 40, 50 years' time now, that will hopefully be where many players go over from the UK, Ireland, Europe, and, and, and play hopefully in America. Yeah, definitely. I've um I've seen firsthand what sports can do for an individual, even in terms of you know myself and my life and my journey being a being a testimony to that. But I've also seen the culture and, and you know how how sports and how you know teams and how American football can bring people together and you know everyone has their Sunday rituals and it goes you know and and that, that it's it's just fun you know and I want I want I want that to be a part of the, the Europe I want us to have our traditions I want us to have our teams I want us to you know have have our Sunday football uh, you know rituals and it's just I want that to be a part of our culture as as Europe and hopefully one day it, it becomes that but for now it's just I'm just enjoying the journey and. Everything, you know, and um, just witnessing what is what's happening. It's just fun. It's amazing. I think that that patented smile and just your personality, <laughs> the jokes. I mean, your Twitter account, the, the gifts, gift game strong, the 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 everything about it. Like, is that something that you you really enjoy the interaction with fans on there? Uh, <laughs> I love it. I love it. Um, you know, it's a it's a platform where you can be yourself. You know, and you can interact with your fans like. For me, the fans are the, the the heart of everything. You know, without without the fans, we don't we don't have football. I don't have my platform, and a lot of and honestly, when I'm when I'm back home, I do miss the English banner. Like, there's there's nothing there's nothing like it in the world. You know, 
And I feel that personally, as a football player, my fans are the most bountiful, most funny, most supportive people in the world. So just to be able to take some time out of my day and interact with them and, and give them my personality and just, it's it means a lot to me. It, it makes it all worth it. And it makes me feel like I'm not alone in this journey. FA, interesting to know what the plans are for the next few months. Obviously, another off-season like no other, you know, in comparison to next year, there'll be no voluntary training camps. In terms of what is, what's the plan for, you, you know, you want a particular time off or do you have to keep yourself in shape? And um, <laughs> Initially, I, I, uh, I put football aside. I let go a little bit. Then um, just watching the Super Bowl and then when I go on social media, I see some of my teammates, you know, getting back at it. So now I, you know, being a competitor, I have to get back on it. And also I have some goals and some targets that I want to achieve this upcoming year and, um, you know, some of my weakness that I need to work on and things like that. So you don't really fully take some time off. You have to kind of stay in moderately sh to shape, in, in shape. But I get to spend some lockdown with my wife. I get to enjoy the local Tesco trips and, uh, you know, just, just kind of you know, enjoy Nando's. Just chat, just little things that I just get to miss, not being, uh, being in uh, London that I get to experience. But yeah, but right now I'm just, I'm just chilling. But I'm going to start in a minute. <laughs> Effie, Effie, you're giving it away too much. We can do some personal sponsorship deals for you, I think, with supermarket chains, <laughs> restaurant chains that remain unnamed. You know, you've got it going on. So I'm going out for a cheeky X. You know, yeah, I am, I am, I am. Sponsor tweet. Oh, yeah, mate. We'll post over the boxes as well of the of, of, of the packs, you know, the ones you make at home. We'll post them over twice a month, like oh. Carolina or wherever. Can I just say, though, I mean, you're, you're back home in London at the moment. Is that what you're saying? I am, I am, I am. I gathered with the Tesco reference, but I'm just wondering about the guy who just randomly passes you in the Tesco and looks around and go, Jesus, that guy. I mean, geez, he could play American football or something. I get, <laughs> I get that a lot. I get that a lot. I get that a lot. Oh, in terms man. of size, yeah. Well, I mean, I, you know, I, you, you're a fantastic man. It's great to, to have you on and get a bit of banner. But, I mean, I've got to ask you a little bit about the football, and particularly that game we just saw last week. Um, you're a D-line guy. Was there part of you that felt a bit, I don't know, even jealous looking at Sue and JPP and uh, Barrett have a field day with that Chiefs offensive line and <laughs> Patrick Mahomes on the run? I mean, how did you, um, what were your thoughts about the Super Bowl and that? Of course, um, I'm definitely jealous. I'm on the sofa and, and you know, they're, they're on that big stage where I worked hard to be and I want to be there. But, you know, credit to them for, for doing that. And that was an amazing defensive performance, you know, against a great team. Um, you know, the, the, the Super Bowl obviously kept me up. I, I paid for it in the, the following day, but it was an amazing experience. It was um, it was an okay game, if I was to be honest. I, I, you know, I I wanted to be a, I wanted it to be a bit more close and a bit more competitive, and I wanted it all the way down to the wire. But you know, there's Tom Brady, and he just cemented how much of a great player he is. You know, there was this debate about was it Tom Brady, was it Bill Belichick, was it you know all of this. You know, and I feel like he answered that and. Um, you know, not just Tom Brady. I know there's, you know, the whole organization and the other guys that are performing, and like you said, the defensive side. But it was, it was a cool game. But now it just lit a fire in me. Now it's done. You, you, you've got that one. So there's, there's a next one coming that, that possibly I could be involved in. So yeah. That's where I'm. That's what. That's how I'm. That's how I see it. 
and you'll get two cracks at the Super Bowl champs, obviously, next season as well. So Let's go, let's go. I'll tell you what, man, you, you, you must have hated watching that game at 20 past three in the morning. You're back, oh, I'm finally home here. Oh, how does anybody do this? Um, <laughs> I have one final question, man, if that's all right. Um, you're in London, yeah? So, yes. I mean, you can be as you can be as honest as this as much as you want. Have you got a Premier League team? Have you got Arsenal, Tottenham, Chelsea? Have you got a team in the Premier League? Honestly, I don't have a team. I don't have a team. I'm when I was coming up, I never really I wasn't really big into sports. I never had a team. Like when I was um, but I will say this, there is nobody out there that can beat me on FIFA. Oh. Well, that sounds like I'm, a challenge, boys. There is no one out there at all. I'm I'm get under a PS5 I think. <laughs> <laughs> I'm the guy. I grew up. I grew up on pro evolution sports. Made a transition into FIFA, and I've never looked back ever since. And yeah, you know, even though I don't play the sport or I don't follow a team, that's my game. Effa, <laughs> I have to say, this has been so much fun to to be talking to an an NFL player who uh, who calls us lads, talks about transitioning from pro ev to to FIFA, and talks about going out to get Nando's. Uh, hope hopefully uh, you are you you are a trailblazer, and it becomes a common uh, thing. But look, we want to thank you for taking the time. Wish you the best for the off season. You've talked about the goals that you you've set for yourself. Hope you achieve them and. Maybe we can talk to you again uh, once the, the new season kicks off. Of course. And I would like to thank you guys. Honestly, this is this is amazing. What you guys are doing, I hope it, it gains a lot of traffic. I hope you get all the sponsorships and I hope that it grows worldwide. And, and, and thank you. Thank you for being a part of the sport. Appreciate you, Thank you, man. Thank you. All right,